Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And Robert, we're here in France, Lourdes, France. I know, I'm gaining weight, Deacon Jeff. This French food in our cafe is uh, these croissants. Are, I'm not much of a breakfast are, eater, but I do here. Yes, and yeah, lunch and yeah, dinner. The, the cappuccinos, the cafe lattes, the cafe au lait. You just keep going down the cafe aisle and all the, yeah, all the pastries. Is that what pilgrimage is about, Deacon Jeff? <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should invite a guest to talk about what pilgrimage is. Is and what that means. Yes, it's got to be something other than gaining and weight. Oh, the people you meet. Oh, the people you meet on pilgrimage. So, to remind everyone, uh, we are here on pilgrimage in Lourdes, France, with the Order of Malta. We've met so many interesting people, and we brought along with us a bishop. That's right. right who we, we met, and we just wanted to talk. This is um, Bishop Emeritus of the Diocese of Arlington, Bishop Paul Laverdi. And so, welcome, Your Excellency. We're so happy to have you here in the Catholic Cafe. Deacon Jeff, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here with you, too. Very good. Here at the cafe. Yeah, so we're going to talk about pilgrimage, and I know you probably have been on a pilgrimage or two in your time. Or three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been on several, yes. But I, I'd like to begin with the very image of pilgrimage, which mm-hmm. can be fascinating. Right. And uh, the, the idea of pilgrimage, uh, first of all, is the fact that we're on a journey. And if you recall, a number of years ago, at the time of the great jubilee, as we were preparing, the then Holy Father, now a saint, John Paul II, mm. um, introduced the first year of preparation was in honor of God the Father. And he used a very interesting phrase. We are on a pilgrimage to the Father's house. Oh. And I think of life, if we would think of it that life is itself a pilgrimage of our journey into the Father's house. To the final destination. Yes. Right. Do you, your Excellency, yeah. do you think that people, though, a lot of times will, they don't realize that they're on a pilgrimage and they end up sort of, I don't say getting lost, but essentially they don't see the Father's house, house as, a, as a destination? I think that's often true. I, I think we miss the fact that we're created not only to enjoy the beauty of this world, and it has many beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful aspects, of course, because it was made by God. Yes. But ultimately, we're made to be, to be with God forever in, in his dwelling, with him. And we use that image of the Father's house. And so we're all together at a pilgrimage yes, to that house, and we're all united through our common baptism. There we are, having been plunged into Christ, mm. made brothers and sisters with Christ, sons and daughters of the Father on the journey. And I think it's a wonderful way for us to uh, to look at life. Yes, it has many ups and downs, as every pilgrimage does. That's true. You know, not every pilgrimage is just a walk of the roses. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't there it be are, nice if everything was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but if we think of life that way, it gives us a meaning. It gives us a goal and a purpose. Well, I love that you, you just said and mentioned that we were all plunged into the waters of baptism, right? Yes. And, and, and so that would also help us to understand that we're not on this pilgrimage alone, right? We're, we have, we're journeying yeah, that, with others. It is, yeah. Because we are really meant to help one another get to mm-hmm. the Father's house. That's why we truly are brothers and sisters. First of all, the human family, but even more deeply, once we've been made 
uh, fellow, fellow brothers and sisters in the family of Christ. So I think if we could begin that way, just give another vision of life, another view. I think that's awfully important for life. You know, I think uh, I, I teach RCIA, and one of the things I talk about is this idea that the whole reason for Earth and our time on Earth is essentially a preparation it for is. heaven. That's right. And so a lot of people miss that, right? They miss yes. that concept. We do, you know, because we get very caught up in this world. Mm. And sometimes we think of only it's this world. But as beautiful as this world is, St. Augustine said it well, didn't he? Our hearts are restless, Lord, until they rest in you. So it's good to have this in, in sight always the, 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 the journey, but where that journey is right. to end. Yes. Uh, right. Right. God's will be done, you know, but where That's we, right. Lord willing, right. the creek don't rise, where we're right. going to end up is yeah. really yeah. what this is all and about. And he wills us to be with him. And he gives us every grace, every way of helping us, if only we would cooperate right when and like a pilgrimage when 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 you're on what people would view a pilgrimage uh life also brings you opportunities for those graces right the sacraments and things that that help us along on this journey that's right yeah yeah that's a good point deacon jeff because i've always if life is a pilgrimage how does going on a particular pilgrimage help us i mean because i could see a catholic saying well i go to mass every sunday what is the benefit of making a pilgrimage. How does that help, Bishop Lord? Well, it's true. We have, then we have specific pilgrimages, so to right. speak. Right. So if life is this big pilgrimage, we can right. kind of bring our focus down right. into, in. Uh, into, into specific ways, right. specific places. So, for example, sometimes we're invited to go to the Holy Land on pilgrimage mm-hmm. or to go to Rome on pilgrimage. Um, and we find ourselves here at Lourdes on pilgrimage. Within a few days, people are going to be in Fatima for the 100th anniversary right. of the apparition of Our Lady at Fatima. They're going on pilgrimage. Right. So we have these specific times when we get together with other people and we travel to a place because there we want to open our hearts to God's grace in that place, mm. recalling what happened there. They're celebrating sacraments. They're coming to a deeper sense of conversion. And so these are specific pilgrimages that have a kind of a, a, a very focused way. A character about them, really. Right, to remind us of the, of the final pilgrimage. Do you think yes. it's because yeah. of we're going to a place where something significant happened? And we, we as people like to be, to touch, to be near where, yes. like where our Lord actually walked or That's where right. the Blessed Mother appeared. Or, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's something... I don't special know. about the tangible. place. There's something tangible. Yeah. There's something appealing and attractive. It's like we want to embrace it or be embraced by it. Right. And I think that's neat, though, because, again, I, I see the connection and the, and why we celebrate Christmas, why we celebrate the incarnation where the Lord takes on flesh. Mm-hmm. But he, Because he comes to tell us that, you know, the things of the flesh do matter. They were yes. created by him. That's right. And so these, right. these things that, right. that in, enliven our mm-hmm. flesh as well when not taken out of context, obviously, are, are beautiful gifts to they us. Are, they are, Because we are incarnational people. Mm, right. and that's, in fact, the very fact of why we have sacraments. Yes. Because they're visible, they're tangible. They're ways through which Christ meets us. Yeah. Through a sight, through, through a water, through oil. Uh, through a hand on the head. Th- these are tangible ways. And sometimes these... these uh, uh, specific particular pilgrimages are ways in which we can um, receive a, a special grace that sort of has a character about it. That's right. That's right. 
For example, when we're here at Lourdes or in any Marian shrine, and the character there is we're reminded that we, we go to Jesus through Mary. It's a very specific way of reminding us of our journey. You know, I was going to say, uh, Robert, he, he just mentioned Mary, so we have to talk about Mary for yeah. a second because this is, this is where we are, right? Yeah. And, and we have a, uh, a very large, uh, we're blessed with a very large non-Catholic audience as well. And sometimes uh, some folks have a problem with, you know, Jesus through Mary, and they, and they, and they have a little problem with intercession and understanding right. uh, why this is so valuable, why we Catholics treasure this as a great gift yes. yeah. uh, of the Lord to us, you know, at, at the, on the cross to give us his mother. Could you speak a moment about to help some people understand a little sure. bit about that relationship? Sure. Uh, sometimes people do wonder why why we have a, a veneration of saints, particularly mm-hmm. of the Blessed Mother. Well, it's because we look, first of all, we look at Pilate as friends. Mm. You know, even in this life, sometimes we need a favor from someone. And if you know a friend of that person, you go to that person and say, can you intercede for me? Can, can you open the door for me? Uh, I'm looking for a job here, and I don't know quite how to Can approach it. Me, right? Can you help me? And that's the whole role of intercession. It, these are these are men and women who now are with God, especially the Blessed Mother, but all the saints. And we don't we don't adore them. Right. We honor them. We ask their help that they might get us to the same place where they are with and God. And arguably, they're more alive than they ever were. That's when right. they're in the presence of, of the Creator, right? Of course they are. You know? Yeah, how beautiful. And I've yeah. talked to some folks and helped them see this image of understanding uh, why we might um, you know, say a prayer in front of a statue. We're mm-hmm. not worshiping the statue, no. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I help them understand by saying, I know you probably have a picture of your wife at your sure. bedside or your, sure. your grandmother. And if you were to kiss that picture, right. you're not kissing... You're, uh, you yeah, know, adoring. glass, and no, no, you're not no. worshiping that as an object. It's 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 a sort of a prototype. It's helping right, you to right, see, right. To, to, to well, to the prototype, yes. to your to see your your grandmother or whoever's right. beloved to it's you. A sign of love, sign mm-hmm. of honor, sign of respect. You right. know, Deacon Jeff, I think one thing uh, that we're talking about that, which is really interesting, though, is like we're from Memphis, and I think part of pilgrimage too or that concept is if you love somebody, you want to be where they were. I think all the people that go to Graceland every year. I mean, I've always seen that that right. people like yeah. to go because they want to be where Elvis was because they care. Well, Robert, the have you been on a pilgrimage to Graceland? Or is that what you're telling us here? <laughs> no, but I've seen all the people with the vigils. Oh, and it indeed, like a pilgrimage. indeed, indeed. And, but yeah. it showed something, I think, excellency about human nature, that we yes. want to be close to holy. We want to be close to people we care about. Yes. And I think that same thing in a much deeper and real way mm. with religious pilgrimage, we want to go to places where our Lord was or where the Blessed Mother was appeared, or yes, appeared. Right. Right. Well, it's like here. Today, I was, you know, we were all together for Mass, right? Uh, they're looking at, at the very, very spot. And I kept looking up to where the statue of Our Lady of Lourdes is. And I was thinking it was there that Our Lady actually mm. appeared. And Bernadette was kneeling somewhere down here and she looked up. And she didn't see a statue. She saw she saw Our Lady appearing to her. It's something very special to be there. Right. Uh, and I think that's that's one of the re- reasons why we go to a, a place. Right. You know. And, you know, it's it's special also. You, you walk in there, and on the floor there's a little marquee or a little placard where Pope St. John Paul II, you know, right. knelt in prayer. And it's like that's marked. And so, again, we see it as important to, to go somewhere where it happened. And Absolutely. I've had that same feeling of being in the grotto. It's a very special place. It is. And you it sense is. something special. 
happened there. Very special, yes. You yeah. know, it, when I went, Excellency, I was lucky enough to go on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and I went, and there's a sign of the Church of the, of the Incarnation. Where, and there's a sign that says, the Word became flesh here. here. And, and it was just such a powerful, profound, mm. that here <laughs> is where, <laughs> I mean, that yes, I know the Lord, Jesus is everywhere and all, but there's something about going to a place where something right. significant happened to right. really tie into that. That's exactly, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we are talking to Bishop Paul Laverde. He's the Bishop Emeritus of the Diocese of Arlington. I know uh, they they love him in Arlington. We we all we all love him, and we're so we're going to talk some more about pilgrimage and maybe get into a little more detail here about Lourdes when we come back. Before we do that, I remind folks at home we got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. And this is another great moment in church history. Born in England in the late 7th century, a man named Winfrith felt called to the monastic life and joined the Benedictines at an early age. It was not long before he flourished in the faith and became recognized as a powerful conduit for the Holy Spirit to all those he encountered. Tradition tells us that the Pope himself changed Winforth's name to Boniface, a name that means good fortune. St. Boniface was very well thought of in the Catholic Church in England and would have most definitely excelled there, but he felt a burning desire to carry the gospel message to those who were not yet Christians. He focused his attention on continental Europe, where a colorful array of pagan religions was beginning to take root. With an evangelistic zeal, he crossed the seas and found himself settled in Germany, where he went to work straight away sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. One story is told of how St. Boniface had become so distressed by the pagan worship of trees in Germany that he decided to go to the public square and cut down a giant oak tree dedicated to the god Thor. The townspeople looked on in horror, fully expecting Thor to avenge the horrid deed and punish St. Boniface. But nothing happened. They became convinced that the God of St. Boniface, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was the one true God. Many were converted to Christianity because of this one simple act on the part of St. Boniface. As St. Boniface entered his 80s, he resigned all his positions of leadership and once again went back to his roots of the simple missionary life. Though he was advanced in years, he was still a compelling force for the church. He converted many to Catholicism, but at the same time made his enemies all the more jealous of his successes for God. In 754, St. Boniface and 53 of his followers were murdered by a band of pagans determined to stop the continuing spread of Catholicism. Without any resistance whatsoever, they quietly laid down their lives for Christ and his church. St. Boniface was lovingly referred to as the Apostle of the Germans. Recalling the years that St. Boniface worked in Germany, a well-known German church historian stated, To us, this was a period of light, when the light of the gospel and of Christian civilization came to us. The feast day of St. Boniface is celebrated by the Universal Church on June 4th. I'm Bestrozimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Indeed, it's made ever more luxurious by present company. We have Bishop Paul Laverde. I don't know if you'd call yourself luxurious, would you? No. No, no, no. no, no. no you are no. a humble man, and, and I appreciate you taking your time. I have a busy schedule to, uh, to be here with us. And you're, you're giving us some great insight on the concept of pilgrimage. We talked about life sort of as a pilgrimage. We got a little more specific, which there are places that we go that are, have special meaning. Mm-hmm. Just as a, a, a family member might visit a, a deceased loved one by going to the, to the graveyard yes. right, and, and visiting. It's almost like making a pilgrimage. We can it look is. at it that it way. It is, sure. And then so maybe we're here in Lourdes, France with the Order of Malta. We come every year. Uh, maybe you can reflect a little bit on your experiences here at Lourdes. Well, it's been a wonderful, wonderful moment in my life to be here with the Knights and Dames of Malta on this particular pilgrimage, which, as you say, every year they they come and bring the malads, that is, people who are ill, right. here. They accompany them. They they uh, serve them in many ways. It's, it's a marvelous outreach of this of this uh, order of Malta. And uh, I've been here before, but it's the first time I've come with the with the with the uh, order, and it's the first time I've come as a malad. As a malad, yes. yes, in a sense. I mean, I retired um, just about four months ago, and I've been in fairly good health until last year when I began to have serious problems with my back. That's somewhat better, but the. Um, the thing that has occurred now is a, a great deal of difficulty with my neck, and I mm. won't go into all of those things except that it is a, a situation where I'm not quite sure how it's going to be alleviated. Right. And, um, you know, I came here um, in one way asking if Our Lady and Our Lord willed that it would be um, alleviated. Um, I don't know about that. Um, I did ask for the grace, though, to accept whatever it is that it is of God's will. And I think that's the, that's the great grace of being at Lourdes. It's not so much a physical healing, although many would like that. But I think the deeper healing is the healing of being able, with, with a certain graciousness and acceptance, of doing whatever God wills. And knowing that our suffering can be made one with the suffering of Christ, and that way it has infinite value. Yeah, meaning and purpose. And, and that We yes. talk about, in our faith, we talk about redemptive suffering. Right. And, right. and the idea that, well, Jesus did a whole lot for us by dying on the cross. I mean, I'm understating that amazing fact, but it was, yes. that's how God chose to reconcile all of us to right, him right. through his... Son's redemptive death, yes. So when we connect our suffering in a way... To that, we become sort of co co redeemers in yeah, that sense. We're in the process of assisting. Right, right. right. Uh, it's a mystery effort. how the Lord can can assume, uh, can take on to Himself our suffering, as He took on all sin and made right. reparation for it. But He can, we, we can unite our suffering with His, and in that sense, in some mysterious way fill up what is lacking to the body of Christ. Now we're quoting St. Paul, you know, and that's so, that's so beautiful to know that because I always wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a time in my life and it's like, Mm -hmm. Paul must have been crazy. He's rejoicing in his sufferings and what brings him the joy. Yes, that's the joy. It's not so much the the joy in actual suffering, but it's knowing that it's not wasted, Mm. that it has a purpose, it has a meaning. And that 
changes it completely. Bishop Liberty, didn't didn't our Lord say we had to suffer? I mean, I've always, it's always puzzled me that take a, you must any take, follower take must take cross. up your cross. Right, it's right. like mm-hmm. it's almost like the Christian life is sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I don't know. If we, do we value suffering? Is that a is that a well? I, term I think or? in our in our society we don't. We see we see it as a as a horrible evil in itself. It is an evil. We don't look to suffer, but when suffering comes our way, what do we do with it? We can either curse it. Or we can turn to a blessing. And there, there's the choice we have. And if we take it and unite it to Christ, it becomes a blessing. And that's what I'm trying to see even in my, in my own life. Um, that, you know, whatever this might be, however it will end up, I don't know. But I, I know that, that the, the way it will be a benefit will be if I can always keep it united to Christ. And, and has the help of Our Lady to do that. Yeah, and there's a lot of people, I think, that would question you and say, how can, if you don't know the outcome and you don't know how it's going to be, wouldn't that lead you to a life of anxiety and question and doubt? And yet still you have a sense of serenity and peace about you. And trust. Yeah, we have to trust. That's hard to do, isn't it? Very hard. We Very all, hard. We yeah. all suffer, don't we, Bishop Lavardi? Either if it's physical ailments, yeah, or sure. spiritual, or yeah, moral, moral, or depression, yeah. or children that, that causes suffering, or yeah. it just seems like that that's part of the human condition. It is. It is the human condition is is is, is a wounded condition you know, through through the first sin of Adam. Yeah. You know, we call that the original sin, and the effects of it. This life's not perfect. It just is not as much as we'd love it to be. It's imperfect. And therefore, it brings a mixture. And some of that mixture is joy and some is suffering. And so, therefore, uh, we need to do something with it. And what a wonderful Father that loves us even in our imperfections. Right? In spite of all the terrible things that we do and say. He never gives up. Right? And we're created in His image and likeness. He wants us to understand that we have a dignity. Right. Uh, And so, I know, I think He wants us to be at peace. Yes. And so that's why a place like Lourdes is so powerful because you come here. And I, the first time I, I showed up here, I had a, a sense you come into the domain, right, you know, mm-hmm. past the Rosary Basilica. You go along the river there and you sit there at the grotto with mm-hmm. the candles mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a sense of peace, doesn't it? It does. Um, this is my third trip here. My first with Malta, my third trip. And every time it's been the same experience that once you leave the busyness of the city as mm-hmm. such and enter the gate. It's like you've entered a quiet new world. It's a world of grace, a world of peace, a world of surrender, an inspiring world. It's just amazing. And I would imagine that people, Your your Excellency, who would listen to this might think like, well, that's fine for going to Lourdes. It's fine if you see your life as some big pilgrimage and you go to these places. Mm -hmm. But, like, what am I to do every day with my life? Yes. Well, I think here's take that same image we've been talking about pilgrimage. And to look at life as a mini pilgrimage. Uh, I, what do I have? I don't know. I, I've spent yesterday. I don't know about tomorrow will come. But I have now. Mm. I have what we call the sacrament of the present moment. And if I can live this life well, every hour of this life well, in union with Jesus. And I think that's why we encourage people at the very beginning of the day to make a morning offering. Right. You know, to offer the whole day up as a prayer, it has this kind of mini pilgrimage. And when I close my eyes tonight, will it be, will it be uh, just a temporary sleep and I'll wake up? Right. Or An will eternal. the Lord have called me home? <laughs> yeah. you, know? you don't know that. 
That's, and that's, that's why at night we, we should say, you know, we entrust ourselves to God. Like one of the beautiful prayers we might say at the evening after the act of contrition, we've asked God for sorrow. We can say, Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit, as Jesus did. Wow. Lord Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, take my soul, receive me. Very beautiful. And you just spend a mini pilgrimage. That's it. That day yes. was lived that way. And That's then, you know, right. it's built into our faith. Right. The, our Lord taught us a prayer, right? And he said, give us this day. day our daily bread. Right. Versus give us this day. Uh, give, give me, you know, uh, my month weekly bread. Or, yeah. can, I, can I sign up for about right. a month or two? Right. You know, right. 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 And it's, so it's, it's like, listen day. to this day. This day. That's right. That's so beautiful. It's what we have today. But if you live every day well, then it'll be a life lived well. It'll be the... The final, the final right. yes, the final trust, act of trust, will be passing over into the Father's arms. And, and we long to hear the words, well done, my good, good and faithful, faithful servant. servant. Yes. Right. So, that's a, so yeah. if we look yeah. at every day as an opportunity, because you said yesterday was spent, right? Yesterday yeah. is spent. Yeah. And that's important to understand that if, if, if people have, they've made mistakes, this is why we have the beautiful sacrament of confession, that's you know, right. but right. that tomorrow is a new day. And when yes. we wake up in the morning this right. morning, right. that's right. That's I, I don't often quote uh, ex-presidents wise, but uh, Eleanor <laughs> Roosevelt was said to have said yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. But today is a gift because and that's why we call oh, it the present, she said. Right. Right. But the point is, that it just speaks right to that. Let's live today uh, as a new day. As a, as a new opportunity. And if you're already close to the Lord, we can get so much closer. And if we're not close, we can begin today. Right. So yeah. your experience here in Lourdes, your experience um, really as a bishop, all these different things that you've you've done with your life and, mm-hmm. and you see yourself. Have, do you see yourself having lived or living in, in the context of pilgrimage? Yes. I think I see my whole life as a pilgrimage. Yeah, a pilgrimage of trust, not knowing. I never realized how it would mm-hmm. how it would go. But if we put ourselves in God's hands and trust him, then he'll lead us. And it'll be all right. It'll be okay. That's Because the, Father, the Father's love is with us, and Jesus walks with us. And with Jesus is his Holy Mother Mary. See, I always feel better when I sit and listen. So we listen to Bishop Lavardi, and he helps us feel better. And I hope the listeners hear this and realize how much God loves you. Uh, and he's calling you on a pilgrimage every day of your of your right. life. So the Father's you with forever. Exactly. How beautiful. And so, Your Excellency, thank you so much for spending thank time you. with us here. It's been a wonderful, wonderful moment in the cafe. Very good. And so, would you leave us with a blessing? Sure, sure. Dear Lord, I ask you to bless all our listeners, that we may open our hearts to the grace you give us, and having the example and strength of your beloved mother, that uh, we would come to you and enjoy with you the Father's love forever. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly 
Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.